Good morning. Uh, it's morning for us, but for whatever time of day it is for you there. Uh, welcome to the Real World Podcast, uh, where our two hosts, Scott and Bobby, tackle real issues in a real world, mending the gap between boomers and millennials. I'm your host. My name is Tyler. And uh, what's up, Scott and Bobby? Hey. Hey, good morning. Good morning to everyone out there, if it's morning for you. If you're listening to this and it's not morning, s- stop listening. No, I'm just kidding. Keep listening. <laughs> but, uh, good good whatever time it is. Yes. yes. Guten Tag. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. before we get into the show today, what's uh, what's going on in your guys' lives? Yeah. Yeah, why don't you start us okay, off? sure. Well, um, you know, I remember um, when I was, uh, years ago, my, my in-laws used to have a license plate holder that said happiness is being a grandparent. Mm-hmm. And um, so when I became a grandparent uh, three years ago, it's like just this amazing um, experience. It's like, and you, you, you think and you feel differently about your grandchildren than you do your own children. It's just, it's just a unique relationship and you just, <laughs> you just adore them. And so I just appreciate the fact that I get to um, spend time with them. I have a th- currently I have a three-year-old grandson and a one-year-old granddaughter. And I, l- I watch them every Monday and every other Friday. And I just appreciate all my time with them. And tomorrow, uh, Dave and I, Dave is my husband, um, we get to watch the kids um, while their parents go to a wedding. So Aww, I'm excited cool. on a Saturday to be able to drive to their home and just enjoy them an extra yeah. day this week. I like them. You do like them. It's good yeah, since you're cool. Uncle Scotty. Yeah. I'm the yes. fun uncle. You are the fun uncle. The yeah. funkle. The funkle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's true. You are the funkle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as for me, uh, I've been uh, going to counseling now for the last few months, and it's been really cool to um, just work through uh, some like past issues I've had. Um, Your mother. My mother, for sure. <laughs> um, so many issues there. For sure. Um, we actually haven't really dug into any issues like with with uh, with parents or anything, but. Um, a lot, a lot of it's uh, stuff that came from 2015 was a rough year for me. Oh, um, yes. uh, I There was some stuff that happened at work, some stuff that happened in my personal life, and then also uh, both my grandmas passed away, your mom and your mother-in-law passed away mm-hmm. that year. And so there was just a lot of emotionally draining things that happened in 2015. And I was kind of in a funk for like three or four years from all the things that happened in 2015, and I never really opened up or talked about any of those things. And so uh, I just kind of sat in that area of like depression and and um, just not doing well for for all those years and um, just kind of coming out of those things and and feeling really good about things and just working through a lot of those things has been pretty cool. So well, happy you started that. Yeah, it's Great. been super cool. Good, good, good. Well, uh, at this uh, at this point in the in the show, uh, we would love to in the future uh, take any questions that you have from uh, any of our previous shows. Um, we'll spend a couple of minutes. I'll pitch them to uh, to Scott and Bobby to uh, to respond to. Uh, you can send in any questions or thoughts, uh, feedback that you have uh, from this show uh, to hello at realworldpodcast.com. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter at the Real World Pod. Uh, but uh, we're just going to go ahead and jump in right now to our uh, core conversation. Why don't, why don't we do like a real quick just recap of what we talked about last time to kind of like set the base for 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 this weekend going forward? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and yeah, 
Yeah, so last episode, uh, we just kind of talked about the differences between millennials and boomers and uh, uh, talked about some of the different stereotypes and generalizations and um, just kind of came to the point where we, we talked about humility and like uh, is something that is needed from both sides of, mm. of those generations and being willing to to hear each other out and, and work through problems together. And so that's kind of like the basis for our show going forward is like, hey, we have differences of opinion, but we're really trying to like take these issues on and um, see if we can come up with some kind of a middle ground or solution that, that works with us. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the, the theme of the show. Yep. Uh, well, let's go ahead and jump into our uh, core conversation today, uh, which I think is going to be a pretty interesting one. Uh, I was wondering if... Y- I could get you guys to talk a little bit about healthcare. Healthcare is a, a big deal in news right Super now. Super big. Yeah. It's a very like politically maybe charged issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my experience, it's something that a lot of uh, baby boomers and a lot of millennials have some very um, different opinions on from their context. Sure. So uh, let's. Uh, I, I would love for us to kind of start off by uh, hearing from each of you uh, just sort of what your... Uh, what your big idea is, how, how you see healthcare, uh, how you feel like it should be working here in the United States. Um, and uh, yeah, just kind of what your opinions are on that. Sure. You want to do age before beauty again? Yes. Okay. So wait, <laughs> wait is that you or me? That's uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're beautiful too, Scott. Thanks. Um, yeah. So uh, I would say I'm pro universal healthcare. Um uh, and I would say I, I'm pro universal healthcare for a, a few different reasons. Um, uh, the the first is, and I, I looked up just some statistics just to to give me something to kind of talk about. But there's about 28 million Americans, or not 28 million people in America that are uninsured, um, which makes up almost like it's like eight and a half percent of our uh, people living in America, which is just a lot of people, mm. um, and over half of those people that are uninsured are children, mm. which is, which is kind of crazy. Um, now something cool that's interesting is that in, uh, 2010 before, uh, Obamacare or, uh, the ACA, whatever you want to call it, um, was established, there was 46 mil- million people uninsured. And so about 20 million additional people got insured through Obamacare, which is, I think, uh, a win. Um, uh, I think one of the the most interesting pieces of uh, of information is that out of the 36 most developed countries in the world, we're the only ones that don't have universal health care. Mm. Um, and then um, one of the, I'm just going to kind of go through my list of all the reasons why I think. Oh, okay. I mean, you, you haven't have... gotten to a single opinion yet. You're just kind of listing facts. Well, my opinion is I, I want to do universal health care. Okay. Yeah. What? Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, but you yeah. can develop that. It's something that, it's something bit, that uh, <laughs> I think I'm more passionate about, but what, what, where do you stand on health care? <laughs> I'm not a proponent of universal health care. What, what is um, your stance though? Well, Okay, so first of all, when you say that there's 28 million people that that aren't covered, I would disagree with that because if you live in the United States, you can go to any hospital and they can't refuse you. So you can get health care. Now, I'm not saying that's a yeah. good idea because yeah. that ends up costing us a lot more money if you're going to a hospital to to emergency ER. room. Yeah. Right, than going to a doctor. So, but I'm just saying... 
to say that they're uninsured, that's a fact. But as far as they have access to health care, they do have access to health care. Yeah, you're just setting them to ruin the rest of their lives because now they're just <laughs> stuck in debt for the rest of their lives. So it's rather than ruin their health, you're ruining their economic. But I would, I would ask how do they not have coverage? Because if you're in a low so- socioeconomic status, you can get, like, say, Medicare. Um, and in California, it's even there's even, you know, far more things available to you, and that's where we are. Um, so I'm suggesting that these are people that don't want to pay for health care. I would say some of them most certainly are. I think there's, like, that threshold of... Um, I make just too much money to get covered without paying and it would be too much to also pay myself. And so I'm just going to sit in this limbo state of neither here nor there. Well, I think something needs to be done in that area Mm -hmm. because um, let me also say uh, when I talk about universal health coverage, um, I'm not saying uh, that what when I talked specifically about the 36 countries, they're not all one provider and it's the government. It's just every single person in those countries is covered. And so some of them have like a, a single pay system. Some of them have uh, the universal government system. Some of them have like different ways of doing it. Right. Um, but everyone in those countries are covered. Right. And, and I think for me, the concern I have when I hear universal health care, I hear government run. Mm. And again, I worked for the government for 30 years and I worked with some wonderful people, some very hardworking people, but I don't think we want government in healthcare. I think we want to leave that to the professionals. Um, but it's, it's healthcare has changed a lot in my, just even in, in the time that I've for lived, sure. when I was growing up, you had a family doctor of which you had his phone number. I mean, like you could just call and talk to him. And that was before cell phones or anything like that. But you would just call. He would give you his home number, and you could call him any day or night. And that was just mine was Doctor Raymond, um, and and so and I remember him. And it, it was just so different back then. Um, of course, now. So what I see is that I see people wanting to have like all of this medical coverage, all of all of these tests, all of this but they don't really want to pay for it. Like Hmm. you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's kind of like the same people that complain about Walmart purchasing clothes from these third world countries where they're making a dollar an hour, but yet people aren't willing to go spend what it costs to buy American made products. And Mm -hmm. so it's the same thing I think with healthcare. Mm -hmm. Would you say that you think healthcare is a, a fundamental human right? Yeah, that's kind of, I don't know that it's a fundamental human right. I just don't know. I mean, we, you know, when you think. So it's a privilege then. I think kind of it's a privilege. Um, well, the United Nations disagrees with you. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the United Nations uh, declared that healthcare is a basic human right. And I think, too, if we look at just even like the Constitution and the clause of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, I think part of life is health care in, well, in, in that clause. And, and that's kind of where I was going to go back to is the pursuit of happiness and that, that we have the right to life. And so one of my issues with universal health cares is 
just getting into what they allow, what they don't allow. Mm -hmm. And I have just real issues with, you know, in certain places, including California, you can um, self-euthanize. I mean, you know, that, that that's okay. Abortion is okay. And to me, both of those are murder. And so from a Christian perspective, I have real issue with, with like your money going towards it. Yes. Yes. Mm. Wouldn't you say when that's an interesting thing for me because who's your health provider? Kaiser. And you give money to Kaiser. Yes. Do, does Kaiser perform any abortions? I presume they probably do. And so like for me, it's kind of like, well, you're already giving money to people that are doing abortions. But other people are paying for their health insurance that are getting Kaiser, right? Sure. But I mean, that's how health insurance works is everyone pays. And then only when you need procedures, does it get paid for? And so there's lots of people who pay that never use it. That's the only reason that health insurance works. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that you pay on a regular basis means you are paying for other people's care. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, I feel the same thing about my income taxes too. It's mm. like I begrudgingly pay my income taxes because of what they use that money for. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm not a conscientious objector, so I still pay my <laughs> income taxes. IRS, just as a note. Stop yes. listening. Stop yeah, that's going to be a Ryan <laughs> joke for us. No, no, no I'm saying I do pay. Yeah, yeah we do pay. <laughs> I pay lots to the um, IRS. Yeah, and so I think about, so in America, uh, between forty five and 50,000 people die every year because they don't have health insurance, and so they don't have access to that care. But again, I, I go back to, do they choose that? Because... It seems to me that with Obamacare, they've made it available for everyone. Well, you're, what you're talking about is um, like emergency care, right? But we're talking about like people die maybe because they can't afford their prescription drugs. Like you can't get that from an ER unit. Well, I'm just saying I don't really hear too much about that. That people yeah. are dying from not being able to afford their prescription drugs. Because if you can't afford your prescription drugs, what is the reason? Because again, if you're in a lower socioeconomic status, you should be able to get health care at a very low cost, if not for free. So does that not include drugs? I know many uh, people in my families that live on Social Security and most of their medication is covered through their medical. So... So this is getting into maybe a, a slightly different topic, but I think it's very related. And, and part of that is, um, you know, a big pharma, that, that is the case where there are a lot of drugs that are, um, you know, very unique, very specialized, very expensive, and not covered by a lot of especially government program insurance. Uh, and so that, that definitely is an issue. Uh, I don't know if that's an insurance thing as much as that is a pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, they're kind of yeah, they're kind of connected. Sure. But. Uh, but you know, I, it definitely is an issue when you talk about like uh, prescription drugs that are you know very uh, generically available. All of those are going to be covered by even the the. Uh, worst insurance plans. Uh, I agree, and, uh, and and free for things like if you're diabetic, they'll give you the the monitor, the the, the strips, the, you know, I'm just saying that again. I'm generalizing here, so I know mm -hmm. there's always exceptions, but mm -hmm. I would say, um, I think there's a sense of entitlement for some people that mm -hmm. I should just have it for free. 
because I pay taxes or whatever their reasoning is. And it's like, but everything costs money. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really does come down to money. And I don't want to be heartless here, but it's like, you know, the, the w- area where I struggle the most isn't for people that, that are disabled, truly disabled and can't work, but they don't want to work yet. They get all these freebies and it's like, you know, you're asking other people to basically work so that they can get the freebies, including healthcare. And I just don't agree with that. And, you know, I, I take that back to the Bible unless you can point out the hermeneutics that's different on second <laughs> Thessalonians, but you know, it's like, you don't work, you don't eat. Mm-hmm. And so I would carry that over to healthcare as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's all their passages of scripture, um, pure and unadulterated religion is for those who care for the orphans and the widows, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. uh, really just a call to take care of those who are vulnerable, those who can't take Mm -hmm. care of themselves. Right. Um, and so for me, as, as I take stances in in a lot of these issues, it's, um, and especially with, I, cause I, I think basic healthcare should be a human right, should be a basic human right. Um, why wouldn't we want to. Um, help provide that for everyone. Well, let's uh, unpack that a little bit because I think that that's a, a crucial like Sorry. context difference. Why do you uh, have that belief that healthcare should be a considered a, a basic human right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think about uh, all of our other other um, rights in our Bill of Rights. We have our freedom of press. We have our right to bear arms. We have. Um, all the, the, the whole, the, the original 10 and some, and I just think, um, <laughs> and some, <laughs> sorry, uh, why wouldn't, um, taking care of human life be, be on that list when we're talking about the second amendment, for example, being something that very much, um, is something that helps at many times, uh, take away human life. Um, and now we're saying we also don't want to have healthcare on that list, which is something that could save human life. Um, I just see inconsistencies in, in people's thought process. Um, it's, it's weird for me to hear, um, people who are, um, and this is a whole different subject, but uh, people that are like pro-life that are pro-life for, um, unborn children, but aren't pro-life for the people who are actually alive already. And so it, it just, it, it just, it feels inconsistent to me, sure. which is where I, I take my stand. I think on the pro-life argument, I think that's a valid one. And it's one that I've had to, to, that I've thought about and that, and that, that's kind of weighed on me in terms of, um, you know, the death penalty mm-hmm. and I've, I've just kind of rested with the fact that I'm okay if they just sit in prison for the rest of their lives and, it's cheaper to do that than it costs to do all the appeals and everything for death row. And so, yeah, I, you know what, I'm fine with that, you know, and I think that is consistent with um, my pro-life as far as I personally don't believe in abortion for any reason. Yeah. Um, I, I know a gal, I worked with a gal who was, uh, her mom was raped, and she was the person born from that rape, and she was such a wonderful human being, and um, I just 
can't imagine even under those circumstances because I know that, you know, a number of people, they'll have like qualifications as to what sure. qualifies. And um, for me, I just, to me, it's just murder, period. And that I don't think we have that right. Yeah, well, this, this uh, let's let's steer clear of some of those other issues. Let's go back to healthcare. Yeah, um, but that, it kind of ties in because. It is, it, healthcare kind of touches yeah. a lot of different issues. Um but, but issues we may cover in full in, in the later in days. full right. in, uh, in other right. episodes, yeah. Right. Um, so, what would you say are uh, the the pros or cons of the the universal system? Well, of course, the con is is the big cost, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, but I tie everything back to kind of mindset. And so, as we talked before about why don't people have health care, mm-hmm. it's because they're not willing to pay for it. Um, I mean, if it's truly a matter of someone eating cat food versus getting their prescription, I have a real issue with that because I don't want any older person eating cat food instead of filling their prescription. I mean, that breaks my heart. Yeah. But there has got to be places to help these people. And I think that's where the breakdown in communication exists. I know there are organizations that help people do these kinds of things. Um, you know, pay for, for prescription. They're not going to let this person eat health or, uh, you know, cat food. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being pretty prevalent about 20 years ago or so before right. we've even gone into the whole universal health care uh, debate. Yeah. Um, nobody wants that. I don't know a single person who wants that, <laughs> right? Um, I think what I resent is working my tail off my whole life to pay for other people to sit on their butt Mm. because they don't want to get up and and get their own job. And I've had this in my own family. Right. And it's like, I, that's kind of where I struggle because I think it's important for our mindset. So it's not a matter of, I don't want to help people. I do want to help people. I want to help the people that are really helping themselves. So what I've said all along is that the people that are earning, say, minimum wage, and they're working their butts off, I would I would subsidize them. Like, those are the people I want to help. Mm. I want to help the people that are working. I don't want to help the people that are sitting on their butts. So um, there's got to be a way, and I, and I know it would be administratively a challenge, but if you're getting benefits, that you need to somehow reciprocate that benefit, whether... You know, you're volunteer working for some part of the government in some way, shape, or form. Mm. Um, I mean, even if you're disabled. I mean, there's people that are disabled. Like, if you're blind, you can still answer a phone, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I I use that example because I, you know, I think of my brother who was blind, and, you know, he was permanently disabled, but he had such a gift for talking. Mm. And I'm thinking he could have been so good at doing customer service somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and being, being very helpful. And, um, and so, I don't know. I just think there's got to be another way. Because what happens is when, when you're handed something, and I always say this, like if you work really hard to earn money to purchase something specific and you get that, you kind of guard that, you know, very closely. And you're so proud of your accomplishment. You feel really good about it. And, and you protect that whatever it is that, that you purchase, that investment, versus somebody handing it to you. Mm. And it's like you don't really care because you didn't pay for it. Yeah. You know? 
And, and so to me, it's more about how you feel about contributing to society to pay for this. You know, you're always going to have people that don't care mm-hmm. that. And it's like, frankly, that's the ones that I struggle with is the ones that don't care. If somebody's really working hard to try to, to uh, support their family, those are the ones I would really like to help. Well, I think, uh, I'm going to jump in here a little sure. bit. I think that, uh, you know, this is something, uh, you know, that I've had, I've, I've talked with several people about recently, um, particularly about the justice system in, in America, um, where people have felt very much like, you know, the justice system is broken specifically because I know this person is guilty, but they're out free. And, you know, I, I was defending our, our justice system saying that, you know, uh, innocent until proven guilty uh, is a, a fundamental part of our justice system that keeps people from uh, wrongfully accusing you or me and that being something, you know, that, that could happen. And the problem is, is that when we create systems, no matter what system we create, there will always be people who take, who advantage. take advantage. Yeah. True. Uh, and so there's there's almost no system that can be made in which there aren't people who will, to your point, sit around and do nothing and just reap the benefits of any sort of a uh, welfare system or healthcare system or anything where they they have an option to be taken care of yeah. that they're just gonna do nothing with. There's that. always gonna be fraud. Yeah, there's always gonna be fraud. Yeah, yeah. We live in a sinful world. Well, and I just. Again, I know this has been a challenge for some people, but I know like dad's had a lot of, or Dave's had a mm-hmm. lot of health issues and mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like, oh, do you, it's almost like, Hey, do you want to be disabled? You know, like, do you need me to write a note? You know, do you need, and it's like, no, yeah. you know, it's too easy to be in that position. Sure. I'm not saying that all doctors would, would just, um, sign a note, but I, I don't have a big trust for that kind of thing, and, and I think that that contributes to um, the problem, mm. basically, um, where maybe there's just a lack of ethics. It's just back in my day, when the boomers, it's <laughs> like, again, you were expected to go to work, period. Yeah. You know, if and, and I'm not saying this is a good thing, but I mean, if you were on welfare, People did look down on you, and that's not a good thing because every you know everybody goes through things, and and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I think Bill Clinton actually did a good thing with that mm-hmm. when he was in office. Yeah. And when well, I think um, too, we have to realize like we're looking at this debate through our context of right. like right. I've had healthcare my whole life, right? You've had healthcare <laughs> your whole life, and so we don't know what it's like to be in true. that that's in that, true. that level of being un uncovered. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? Sure, yeah. uninsured. Uninsured. Um, And so, I mean, I think for sure, I think there are people who maybe are uneducated on how to get insured. And I think that's a way we could, we could boost Mm -hmm. things. Definitely. Um, But for me, I think, I think of all the money that is being paid already for healthcare in all of these different things with Medicare, Medicaid, all the private insurance, all this money. If all of that was reallocated, to a generalized universal system that covered anyone, it would actually lower cost, I think, for the general consumer. Well, and I wonder too, maybe to your point earlier, Bobby, um, 
but kind of using your point against you, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do I, it. I wonder, too, if... Um, I, I, I think it would be an interesting bit of analysis to understand uh, when we don't have preventative medicine available for everyone, uh, what, how does that impact emergency costs? Yeah. Uh, like would some of these big emergency cost bills for people to your point, if you walk into an emergency room, they cannot refuse service mm-hmm. and they can send you a bill and you can also say, well, I'm not going to pay it. Uh, and then they're kind of stuck holding that bill and that gets paid for by insurance. So we have these huge mm-hmm. emergency costs. And it gets paid for by insurance that the working people already pay. And so you're already paying for these you're other people's care anyways. Yeah, you're already paying let's for just, it. Let's just make it legal. And so and if... stop ruining people's financial futures. I wonder yeah. what how preventative medicine could directly impact that large uh, bottom line of emergency cost. Yeah, and I think tying even into one of the other subjects that we're, we kind of steered away from, like contraception and abortions. Like if if there was a more robust system of covering people and providing those preventative uh, ways of not getting pregnant in the first place, mm. we could really lower the amount of abortions too. But sure. yeah, what were you saying? My hands, all, my head's all over the place on this. Um, I'm not sure we're really saying a lot that's different in a sense that I mean I do think that is a real issue. Um, the cost for going going to an emergency room hospital is going to be significantly greater than going into a doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Um, people go for trivial things in the middle of the night. You know, I say trivial, minor things where they could be handled um, through through a doctor. Um, I think Kaiser has done a good job of trying to address some of those things where you can do like phone in to a doctor, um, you can do online doctor and things like that, which really keep the costs down, you know, um, you know, perhaps there should be some kind of a tiered system, um, where everyone's entitled to a certain level of care, a certain level of care. Like they can have one f- a physical per year, um, but it really should be kind of bare bones, you know, and unless there's really a reason to go further, maybe it should just be tiered, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. Well, in some of those 36 countries that I talked about have, it's like a, it's a two tier system where everyone has a basic coverage mm-hmm. and then you can opt in to purchase additional coverage to cover Mm-hmm. bigger, um, mm-hmm. bigger things. Um, and that's definitely one way. I still think that way would be better than our current system. It's still not quite as robust as I would probably want it to be. Uh, I would argue for just a full coverage of all medical costs for everyone that lives here. Um, yeah, that's the challenge I have yeah. is like, I, I'm, I think I could support the first right. tier system. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of like no heroics there, unless you're into the second system and then it's going to create a two class society there you Mm -hmm. know although we have it anyway but um i mean because you know i i worked with a guy from canada i mean it's funny because i've been in canada a number of Mm -hmm. times and and i talk to canadians who totally support their healthcare system but the person that i worked with he says you don't want that system i mean if you've got cancer you're gonna die basically Mm. because there's just not enough doctors there's just not enough time so you have a terrible prognosis 
if it could be eight months before you can start treatment mm-hmm. on something. So that's yeah, why so many people come down here. Sure. There are definitely cons to the universal yeah. system that I think would need to be totally, also have totally. more litigation to or not litigation, but totally. uh, um, attention. Yeah. Yeah. Attention to, to fixing some of those issues. Yeah. Because sure. that's one of them. I think also just advancements in technology lowers in universal systems. Yeah. Because everyone's just focused on the helping the people that are currently ill and not on like producing more and more better um, things because there's no one really sinking extra money into it. Well, and not just technology, but, uh, you know, uh, capitalism creates competition and competition breeds quality. Yeah. Um, you know, well, where- and advancement like, well, we have this. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't mean technology. I mean doctors. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if if I'm a doctor and I'm paid the same amount as every other doctor, no matter how much uh, like how much better I am at my job, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna try and be better. Well, and I was gonna yeah. touch on that earlier when you were talking earlier, and I was I was concerned about removing capitalism um, from it altogether. Yeah. Because one of the things that that I didn't know is is my friend uh, from Canada that I worked with. Um, I didn't realize this. They had universal health care, but they also have doctors if you have money. Right. And so that's what they did. Well, he was an attorney. So, of course, he could afford that for him and his family. And so he didn't go to the doctors that the average person went to. He went to the paid doctors right. in, in Canada. Mm-hmm. And he paid extra for that service. So I guess that's kind of like the two-tiered mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. here. Um so, but anyway, but if you have any real issues, they're coming to the United States yeah. to, to have it handled because if you otherwise need it's urgently. not timely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because in the United States, if you have money, you can get anything done. Right. But that said, so many, uh, so many Americans are, uh, you know, committing the very serious crime of moving drugs from Canada to the United mm-hmm. States because drugs are just so much cheaper in the, in Canada. Right. So much more accessible. Uh, and so they're risking their neck to, uh, in order to afford the drugs that they need by getting mm-hmm. them from another country and then moving mm-hmm. them across the border. Mm-hmm. And it's solely just because it's the capitalistic system. Yeah. 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 Demand is high, therefore costs can go up. Yeah. yeah I, this is just a, a really difficult topic. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, and I certainly don't have all the answers and... Uh, Gosh, it's just, it's so tough because you, you want everybody to have basic care, but you know, it's kind of like the people that choose to be homeless. I mean, I'm not saying everybody chooses to be homeless, but there are a lot of people that choose to be homeless. Sure. And I, I just, for me, I don't understand that mindset. I don't know that I ever will understand that mindset. So it's the same thing about why would you not pay for healthcare if it's available to you? Um, and why is that not a priority to you? And I think maybe when you're younger, you're just figuring on, you know, when you're younger, I'm not going to be sick, whatever. Sure. And you don't necessarily have too many health issues when you're younger. And that's why people choose not to do it. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answers are. Yeah. I mean, I, once again, I, I would, and this is just my opinion. Um, I realize that there are flaws and cons to it. Um, but I would have a universal coverage, uh, government controlled, uh, healthcare system where it's all paid for by taxes from everyone. I don't know what kind of tax, like I haven't really thought a whole lot about taxes, whether it be income tax or sales tax or whatever. Um, 
but ultimately I think it helps prevent so many of those things. One, it gets everyone covered. Uh, two, like you're young and healthy and you don't think you need coverage, but then something happens, you're still covered. Like, uh, and I think, um, yeah, I, I feel like it's a better system that covers more of the gaps. I think there are flaws with it. Mm. Um, but I think it's better than what we have going on right now, especially when we're talking about some of those things that I mentioned earlier of 45 to 50,000 people yeah, I dying just, every year from I it. I just and totally object to the government being involved in healthcare because I think it'll get watered down. Um, I, I think we need to still have it in the capitalistic area. Otherwise, you're going to have people not wanting to become doctors, and we've had this issue over the recent years, and frankly, they've had to bring in people from other countries um, because because we we don't grow enough doctors here you know um you know there's so many issues with the liability cases and again you know when you get seven hundred thousand dollars because you got burnt from from um spilling hot coffee from mcdonald's i mean that's just ridiculous in my opinion it's like come on what is wrong with our society that says that's okay Mm. i'm sorry if you get a cup of hot coffee you know that it's hot coffee and if you spill it oh that was kind of silly. That was not a very good thing to do. <laughs> yeah, unless there was a flaw in the thing that they gave to you where the lid wasn't connected correctly or something. So what? Which was the case. I'm sorry, but even if the lid wasn't on, it's coffee. It's hot coffee. You should be then responsible for that coffee at the time that they hand it to you. It's not up to McDonald's. It's up to you. So that's kind of where I am on that. Uh, we, yeah, we could di- <laughs> agree to disagree on that one. Like well, someone manufactures uh, a chainsaw and uh, as <laughs> soon as you buy it, it's well, on your ear, right. but the chain splits off and smacks Chainsaw you in the face. Chainsaw is not like. a cup of hot coffee. <laughs> let's uh, let's see if we can find uh, before we wrap up here. Let's see if we can find some middle ground. Some middle ground yeah. on this. So, would you would you say you would like to see a system where everyone does have health coverage, at least to a basic? System? Well, I feel that everybody has health coverage now. So, to me, it all comes down to numbers, and you know what we have available now to me is more than sufficient in that you it's all based upon how much you earn on you know the way obamacare works uh that it it, it's a it's a numbers game i think we should be more concerned about the quality of care that we have than anything Um, i'm more concerned about that i mean there's a lack of doctors and um I, i think i don't know i i i'm not sure about our middle ground on this because i I'm not saying I don't want people to be covered, but people are covered now. You can walk in in the United States, you can walk into a hospital, and they're going to be taken care of. So, again, it's a financial game. But don't you – do you see, like, how much – say you're a poor person, and you can't – you're right in that that realm of don't qualify for the free health care, but don't make enough to really pay for your own. So you decide to go to a, an ER for medical attention mm-hmm. and it comes out and all of a sudden say there's major issues and now you owe the hospital $200,000. Mm-hmm. Um, like this person's life just got ruined. And not only their life, but their children's. Yeah. Well, again, I it, to me it's still numbers. So you're saying that this is a person who's on the threshold of making too much money to qualify for free health care, but not earning enough to be able to pay for it. Well, I thought that 
that with Obamacare, there's subsidies there. There are, but I, here's so, the thing. Those limits are really low. Yeah. The, like I, I was making not a lot of money and I couldn't get coverage or subsidies. I had to pay full price for, for my coverage when I was on Obamacare for two years. Well, full price, but full price, again, it's a matter of perspective on where you're putting your money. Sure, but I was a single guy that didn't have other expenses. What if these people are people with families, with with trying to provide roofs over their heads for their children, provide food for their families? Like, there's just people that are in these thresholds where they, they, they have to make that choice. But it should be graduated just like income taxes graduated. So it's got to be something that's kind of like fair for all. And, and again, yeah, the cost of living in California is so much greater than it is in Arkansas yeah. and, the, you know, Oklahoma and everything. And so it's got to be... I don't think that this is as much a problem in California as it is it's in It's not really America. an issue. In, it, in, it's, it, that's probably true because yeah. we, we have coverage out here. We have California care right. in addition to, right. you know... This is, more, this is more an issue in middle America. Well, in California yeah. and New York are more progressive than most other states. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, this is more an issue in middle America and in the South. Um, and, and it really, it, you're right. It, it should be a little bit more graduated, I think, but it's not. Mm. Uh, and See, I guess I need to do some uh, self-education on this um, to know more about it. I think we can agree on this. Would you agree there needs to be some kind of health care reform to fix our system to be better? Uh, totally. Okay. I mean, I <laughs> okay. we found a middle ground. I think that the health care system is broken the way that it yeah. is now yeah. all the way around. Yeah. But I don't think I have any answers as to how to fix it. You know, I just know that it's broken. Yeah. And of course I want everybody to have access to healthcare. Yeah. Um, but it all is economic from my perspective. I agree. And here's my thing. And I'll, this is kind of like my final point is like the nature of insurance is everyone pays so that the people who are sick get cared for. Like, that's what insurance is. We get a bunch of people to all pay regularly so that when some of them get sick, we can provide care based off of everyone else's payment. Why not include everyone in that? Why only the people? Like, they would end up paying for it still. It's just going to be a graduated payment because if it's based off income tax, it's going to be graduated with whoever makes more is going to end up paying more. You know, it's the same thing as all of our other tax structures. Why wouldn't we want a wider base of people that are contributing to this? But I think we have a pretty wide base of people. I, I think it really comes down to the people that don't see it as a priority. And um, maybe I'm just way out to lunch because I'm in a different socioeconomic status at this point in my life. And so, yeah, maybe if I were younger and had a young family and it really came down to either I buy insurance or I feed my kids, that's a completely different scenario of which I can't personally relate to. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and then we can talk about choices and everything else. And that's a whole nother. Yeah. That's a whole nother. Um, sure. Podcast, like life choices. Right? Like, why are you choosing life. to have kids when you can't afford them or. Sure. Well, then you also have the whole like, okay, we, we're trying to also regulate like you can't abort kids. Mm -hmm. And so we're forcing them to have families in some states now where abortions are illegal now. Mm -hmm. And then they also can't afford to care for these kids. And so that's also, once again, goes to the pro-life thing. Like, are we really pro-life if we don't really care about these kids after they're born? Um, and so, yeah, I, I think our middle ground for sure is the healthcare system needs changed and adjusted to, for, for everyone. And with that, I hope that you send in your emails. Yes. To yeah. 
questions, concerns, yes, um, thoughts, thoughts, or things we miss. Maybe yeah. there's major points on our and side. There probably that, are because we're not experts in this. Like we're just two regular people that have opinions on things. So, and I'm sorry if you have hate mail towards Bobby for her opinions or Scott, on or Scott <laughs> or Scott. Yeah. Scott will get more but hate we, mail than Bobby. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, please email us at hello at real world podcast.com that is hello at real world podcast.com yeah. with your thoughts ideas questions you can also tweet at us or uh yeah. send us a dm on twitter at the real world pod um we would love to hear from you guys and interact with you guys and spotlight you on the podcast and give you guys a shout out as well all right Absolutely. well thank you guys so much for joining us bobby scott thank you so much for uh for sharing your thoughts with us yeah of course thank you uh, I love every, you too. To everyone love listening out there, have a great morning or a good day, whatever time it is for you. So uh, see you later. Take care.